Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City who just loves to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. Be warned, you should be 18 and over and probably be listening with your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. I'm joined on my show today by a dear friend of mine, Rose Hines, a.k.a. Ray, a.k.a. Self-Care Siren. She is also in the health and wellness industry, but in different capacities. She is into body work and energy work. So she talks a little bit about what her work involves with that. But the real reason I brought her on was to talk about her perspective on ethical non-monogamy. That's what she practices for her uh, relationship structure or lack of structure because she talks about relationship anarchy. After my last episode with Marcel Wilson about polyamory, I promised I would have more people on to share their different perspectives. And while ethical non-monogamy is a term that's sometimes used interchangeably with polyamory, think of it more as like they fit in the same family, but they aren't exactly the same thing. They're definitely not monogamy, but they're not the same thing. So she talks about that journey because it wasn't like she just woke up one day and decided that she needed to love more than one person. You'll enjoy this conversation because it's really just two dear old friends bantering back and forth and having some fun talking about sex and relationships. Check the show notes for a couple things that we mentioned in the episode. And you can find her information there as well. Also, got some new audio equipment. I'm super excited about it. I think that the sound is much, much better. Although you will hear me because I talk with my hands and I'm a little bit of a klutz. You'll hear me bump into shit a few times. So my apologies. I'll get used to my stuff here soon. Enjoy the show. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad you're here today. I'm glad to be alive. Same. Same. Is there a particular reason you're glad to be alive today? Well, I couldn't be here if I wasn't. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you made me snort. <laughs> my guest today is Rose Hines. She's a dear friend of mine, my warrior sister. Ow, ow. Yeah, she's she's been my road warrior buddy. So we've been we've had several jobs together. Mm-hmm. Currently, she's also in the wellness industry. Health and wellness. Health and wellness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to tell the audience what you do? I am a massage therapist, an energy healer, and an aerialist. Mm-hmm. So I hang people from the ceiling to make their life better, as well as smushing them. I want to make clear this is not hanging people from hooks oh, by no, their skin, no, no, because no, no. I don't talk about medical fetish. This is literally silks. Yeah. People probably seen it before. You Aerial know, big, hammock. Mm-hmm. I think pink did it that's how ah, i yes, got yes. a bunch of ladies that came pink. to some class because they're like we look like pink oh my god mm-hmm. hey I, whatever gets them going right i do the hammock ones so it's a big u that hangs from the ceiling mm-hmm. not the tails like cirque du soleil tails gotcha not that cool how'd you get into that i threw myself off of my scooter Mm-hmm. And then um, throughout my healing process, I realized my joints weren't coming back how they should. And I did other yoga and stuff. And I found out I have, well, I'm hypermobile. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of fun. It's a party trick, but it also <laughs> really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so 
From that, I went to a music festival, hung upside down. It cleared my sinus infection, made my hip and my low back feel better, and I was addicted from there. I had some friends that did it, and then I went to circus school. That's so much fun. I love that you went to circus school. (laughs) Yes, in Atlanta. It was terrifying, but it was fantastic. It was the hardest thing I've ever done with my body, but it made me feel really like badass and it was it just happened to all be women it didn't necessarily have to be they had emailed us earlier to say um or to check in and make sure everyone was okay if a male stayed with us Mm -hmm. at the studio because we all just slept there on crash pads and stuff Um, we even watched the greatest showman so i watched a circus movie at At circus circus school (laughs) um but there were some ladies from miami they stayed at a hotel there were some ladies from kansas like all over the place it was fantastic to have someone from here but it was the strongest group of women i have ever seen in a competitive terrifying challenging and like there's that level of education like i'm trying to impress the instructor and get all of my P's and Q's in a row, but I'm also hanging upside down by my ankle, and I really don't want these ladies to see me fall on my face. <laughs> but also, all of us have already fallen on our face by now, so it was fantastic. Good. Circus That's a school. good story. There That's you a good go. story. Oh, gosh, dang it. Sorry, I got some new equipment, guys. I'm just getting used to, like, not banging shit on my table. Sorry. That's all me. Hopefully, people can hear the audio upgrade. I got some uh, new gear. Rose is my my first episode. <laughs> I just want to lick the screens. Don't lick the screens. I know. I said I wanted to. I didn't say I was going to. Maybe that's a fetish, licking screens. Just licking is fine. Yeah. Speaking of fetish, you've kind of been a a friend that's helped me on this journey as I've uh, been becoming a sex coach. Um, Heck yes. You were in my loft when you decided. (laughs) I was. I like put you through business camp. I was like, here is a notebook and a pen. And I'm sick of hearing you fucking bitch about all of these other jobs. If you think you can do it better, do it. Rose is a very blunt person, but that's why I love her. And that's why I keep her around. Honest, straightforward. straightforward. Yes. Again, that's why you're a warrior sister. Respectful. But that's also probably what helps you be successful in a lot of things. Because one of the main things I brought you on to talk about today, because I've already done one episode about polyamory mm-hmm. and open relationships, and I said on ethical that episode, non-monogamy, ethical non-monogamy, yes. And I had said during that episode that I definitely wanted to have other people on to share their stories too, because it's not just Me? about because there's so many aspects to ethical non-monogamy, and mm-hmm. everyone has a different take on it and finds different things that works for them. Well, there's as so many different two. versions. Many different versions, yeah. As there are humans mm-hmm. involved. And see, for people who aren't into it, that's really complicated. Mm-hmm. So part of what I want to have you on to talk about today is to help dispel some myths, talk about some of the good stuff, some of your experiences. And sure. I've also, you know, after my last episode, I had some people... Just ask questions in person, email. I'm such a word nerd. Of course, I'll go through so much vocabulary. (laughs) Oh, and yeah, we can definitely go through some actually like terminology that goes along with. I have learned so many fantastic things, like emotions that I didn't have words for before, 
that I now understand. And I thought I was weird before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mean, we'll explore some of that today. Yeah. Where do you because want to start? Anything that you can share today could help somebody out there. Cause I, yes. I definitely have people reach out and say like, I had no idea. And after the last episode I had with Marcel Wilson, mm-hmm. I had a couple people reach out and say, maybe I need to look more into this. Yes. So have the conversation with yourself first. Because well, the first kind of the partner thing is like, that you have is yourself. I've become so much more of a partner to myself in having multiple partners. And there are times, like tonight, my husband was like, oh, date night, because I was just gone all weekend. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, no, Monday, me night. Like, sure, okay, we can hang out Tuesday. We have date night the next two nights. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we tend to do a schedule, but right now I'm kind of in the middle of some travel, mm-hmm. so it changes things around. But if I don't have a relationship with myself, there's no way I can have a relationship with another person, let alone two or three or four or 70 or 50. I, it doesn't matter. So what you're saying is part of the journey of figuring out whether or not ethical non-monogamy is for you is really diving deep into yourself. Who are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what sparked that thing in you that made you go like, maybe I need to journey inwards and, and figure out if this is something I would be fit for? Um, it didn't really happen that way. Okay. I... Grew up teasing. So, so, like, it wasn't a moment. It w- oh, God dang it, Sarah. Keep hitting the fucking equipment. <laughs> Scoot on, over. Me, Put your on. hands okay. in your lap. Uh, uh, you know I talk with my hands constantly. God well, you damn can it. edit it out, right? Certainly, but I might just leave this in, you know. Well, I feel weird, though, because... It would have been better if it was your... Oh. Wah, wah, wah. Fixed. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Hi again. Take two. I so it wasn't so much a moment; it was more of so like a slow burn. I've never questioned my gender identity. Okay, right. I in so, so for the audience, she is a cisgendered, cis but I identify as a sapiosexual. We'll get into that more later too. Yeah. So in high school. I had a conversation with myself like, okay, are you really cool with this vagina? Does it work for you? I'd had sex with a penis. So I was like, okay, do I want to pursue other things? Kind of felt it out. There wasn't as much internet then as it was like thinking about, I don't know, talking to people. I had a friend that just carried around a dildo in her purse. So it was (laughs) not hard to just like talk to people. And, um, I would torture my mom and I'd be like, well, when I marry a man or a woman someday, because she would go on and on about like, you need to get not you need to get married. I always needed to go to college and I'm so happy that I did. I love her so much. She has never forced me into feeling like I need children or need to get married. She's always been the one to champion me, but I always just wanted to set the table for as many people as I wanted to be there and just make sure that she knew I don't know what the future is going to bring. So whatever. So then high school, I was a serial monogamist. And that right there should have been a freaking sign. Starting to see who I am in relationships and then starting to be in relationships where I could lock myself down so Mm -hmm. that I could not um, necessarily 
pursue all these other avenues inside myself. I can see very distinct chapters based on the influences of other people in my life. And I was always very codependent. Hmm. Like a lot of us have had periods of that or are still in that. I mean, we go through cycles, right? It happens. Yes. It happens. So then, you know, you grow up, you do the college thing and then you find your big kid, boyfriend, girlfriend, partner, doesn't matter. A week before I married Mr. Hines, mm-hmm. I refer to him lovingly as Mr. or mm-hmm. the husband. I was in the kitchen and I was like, look, we got to have a talk. And he's like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> we have done all this planning. And he was like, you're going to fucking call it off. You're a crazy person. And I'm like, hey, 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 no, no, no. I'm still down to get married. Like, sure. Cool. That's whatever. We're great friends. I love you. Let's do this. Uh, babe, I might need a girlfriend someday. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At that point, and this was seven-ish years ago, it wasn't in the news. Polyamory wasn't something people talked about. It wasn't so open. Right. It wasn't whatever. And my opinion is so long as it is consensually approved by the participating adults, mm-hmm. everyone else can F off. That is my personal opinion. And so that's what I live my life by. So if somebody else had an issue with that arrangement, then they can just suck a bag of dicks. But because he was already told going into this, yo, I'm totally down to get married. We live in the same house. We're considered nesting partners. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because we live in the same house. We have our bills together, whatever. We just also happen to have a contract with the state of Missouri saying (laughs) that I can be on his health insurance. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got sidetracked. Reel me back there. Well, so be- was it because you already had the openness to oh, like be with a woman that you. So first anniversary, we're like, mm, how's the married thing? Mm-hmm. Second anniversary, I'm like, uh, you remember that girlfriend I was talking about? And there was a woman that. She and I are so connected and I love her the forever and ever and ever and ever, but she needs to work on loving herself right now. And she's in that journey. And I think she and I are just so, so, so close that it was me trying to love myself. And I asked him about it and I was like, are you cool with this? Well, you're also a healer. So I think that sometimes Ugh. you're drawn to people. That, to I know want to it's heal brutal. Them. Yes. But setting boundaries is important. It is. And that'll be part of the talk boundaries. today. This would be your commercial. The boundaries. Thank um, you for the PSA. <laughs> whatever. I'll, you can pay people for uh, establishing. We should go on the road and do a comedy show. No, thank you. Come on. Uh, no. That's a firm boundary. Okay. <clears throat> Noted. But uh, like, can I have a tiny house? Sure. Okay. We'll talk about it. Uh, so I take her to lunch and there's this whole evil world of unicorn hunting. Mm-hmm. Explain which, unicorn hunting to the audience, please. Uh, a unicorn mm-hmm. is a bisexual female mm-hmm. who is joining a previously established relationship. Mm-hmm. Most generically, we're talking male, female. Mm -hmm. Also, I give no fucks. So 
We're talking like Webster's Dictionary shit. Okay. Unfortunately. More like Urban Dictionary, but sure, sure. Whatever. They can be friends. Generally, the couple has pre-standing rules and things that they expect for this person to come in and fulfill. And it's not fair. It's not an equal relationship. You're treating that person like property. That's not the point. And it's disgusting. There are, that's my personal opinion, there are some people who really enjoy that dynamic and they want to have a couple pursuing them in that regimented way. So why call it disgusting? It, that's a judgment. Like I, That's what I said. I'm, that's my opinion. Because I do not think any human should be treated as property. Well, if it's going to that extent, yes. Yes. But again, that's what I said. everyone in the situation is a consenting adult. Well, that's what I said. There are some females that are like, hey, they will put on their profile, unicorn right here, me. They will wear the slippers. They will do all that <laughs> shit. And they want the couple to be a self-standing couple. And then maybe that unicorn is solo poly. So they might unicorn for multiple couples. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, there is a subset community who do not understand the line between creating these rules for what they think will maintain or save their relationship. There you go. So that's and the disgusting part that you're ta- you're talking about. Because uh, they're using somebody else to try to fill using. the void. That's they're that using property somebody. thing. Yeah. Okay. Using. So it's not about the unicorn being disgusting. It's about the couple oh, and gosh, what they're using no. the Girl, person for. It. Mm-mm. No, I think everyone should do what they want, but I think that... Bitch, I've been a unicorn before. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I There are days when I'm like, oh, can I just like tell the mister I'm only dating other married couples and they can buy me pretty things? Because that's it's this magical... It's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. And that's perfect for those people. But the issue is when you get on like online forums and it's just a bunch of... Unicorn hunters. Unicorn hunters. And it's gross. So, like, just be respectful. Don't go hunting. Like, maybe go to a unicorn petting zoo and, like, offer some snacks. (laughs) Totally different than, like, here's my bow and arrow. Do what I want. Personal opinion. Also. So, where does... Where do you go to find people who are open? Because that's one thing. That is one the question. Internet. I know the internet. I know the internet. But like people have asked me this. Yes. That you know, okay, Tinder, Bumble, things like that are one thing, and I have mm. definitely seen people on there. Okay, Cupid. However, okay, all right, okay, yep. Cupid. What about Fet Life? What about Field? There's some other. Fet Life is okay if you want to get more into the kink, kink scene. Side. So mm-hmm. I would definitely recommend already having those interests. I would also say that OkCupid has done a really good job representing ethical non-monogamy. You can have your your profile Mm -hmm. linked with your partners. So Mr. Hines' profile, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if I should be saying his last name so much. Whatever. It's like the ketchup. Fuck it. Um... I mean, you guys are open, so... Oh, yeah. His parents know. My parents parents know. know. Everyone knows. They met your boyfriend this weekend. We all went to Bonnaroo. It was all on social media. (gasps) I was a cuddle sandwich. You were. It was magical. I appreciate having to attend to myself. Okay, Cupid 
lets you actually link up a profile. So like I matched with somebody and then I saw on their profile they were married. I went and matched with their partner and now I'm friends with both of them. And that's fantastic. That's actually how my husband and his girlfriend. So my metamor, my partner's partner. Mm -hmm. I know y'all went over that in the last one. Yeah. Um, that's how they, like, I was able to meet her too, because we could see each other's pro. It's super cool. It's all, it's listed on there. You can match with other people based on their monogamy preferences. It's just, that's what I was explaining earlier. (laughs) To me, I have not questioned my gender identity. Mm -hmm. I questioned it to come back to being here, but I never could figure out healthy monogamy. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, oh, well, that's just not how I'm oriented. That's just not how my compass points. Mm-hmm. Anyway, reeling back to two stories, ask her to lunch. Over lunch, she tells me, I love you. We're so similar. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. But let's the, still be the friends. girlfriend, the potential girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I want to date you. If you are interested in dating my husband, he is willing to pursue that. But it's me. I'm the one coming to be like, I want to date you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, eh, no, no, thanks. We're friends. We went on a vacation together. It's amazing. And I love her. I consider her one of my like satellite partners. We have a regular check-ins. My soul feels her, the brightness of her soul. I identify as a light being as well. That might also be a fun fact. (laughs) I'm a human, obviously. But when I close my eyes. Uh, Yeah, so then by our third anniversary, I went on a weekend getaway with my boyfriend. And they hang out, not like super close. They're not friends. They don't text and chill, but like we all go to shows together. Mm -hmm. They're friendly with one another. Oh, heck yeah. They help me cut down a tree together. (sighs) They both want me happy because it is best for everyone. And I want them happy because it's best for everyone. So something that you've described to me is that part of what makes it work is that you're able to get your buckets filled differently by different partners Mm -hmm. what does that really mean well um how would you describe my husband well i mean we don't have to get it all no hold on is he super chatty no how would you describe my boyfriend very charming and very chatty going Mm -hmm. they are so that's what i use to they're so fucking different they yeah, they they are both male. Uh, yep. So but, but love, to love me, love buckets is a concept that I, I know I'm, I'm familiar there. with. Yeah, I want I want people to get more familiar with the idea of this. I know I'm getting there. Okay. So to me, I have all of these different buckets. I like to feel them sensory because I'm just very sensory. I visually really enjoy artistic things and blah, blah, blah. I really audio enjoy a bunch of music and not everyone loves the same music that I love. I really need to talk through things a lot of times, but sometimes I just need to disappear. So I can actually 
have and hold all of my cute little buckets instead of trying to shove them all into one, which is what I felt like I was doing is being like, okay, if I can just have this one person fill up enough that I can fill up enough that I and you're just always empty and then you have nothing to pour and then you are empty and mm-hmm. then what do you pour into yourself? So I diversified my bucket and some of it comes from one fountain some of it comes from another I think another distinction specifically because you are a sex coach is that I don't only have sexual partners Mm -hmm. in my polyamorous life I also prefer ethical non-monogamy because when people hear polyamorous, also Breaking Benjamin had a freaking awesome song back in the day. I should have known when I loved that <laughs> song so much. It should have been a hint. I should have known. Uh, I have multiple partners that I have no sexual interest in. Mm-hmm. And same. They are just as important. I also am a relationship anarchist. Meaning I do not practice hierarchy. I do not believe anyone else is more important than anyone else. I believe that every individual relationship is the relationship that it is. And those change all the time. All the time. Especially by the way people choose to show up each day. Or each hour. You know, each hour. The things that they put forth. and the mm-hmm. Yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the questions that often comes up from people is how do you work through jealousy? I don't think jealousy is an emotion. (laughs) How do you? No one likes that answer. I think jealousy is a word that we use to hide an emotion we don't want to break down. Such as? Such as, I don't think I'm enough of a badass so if you start to date a badass, does that make me less of a badass? Mm-hmm. No. That comparison, ugh, the only person you can compare yourself is to yourself and where you think you might want to be or whatever. That is a scapegoat word for hiding from your own insecurities. So whatever you're jealous of, whether it's, Time, closeness, emotional support, trust, respect, whatever. It comes down to you feeling insecure about your own self-worth. Other people are going to do whatever the fuck other people are going to do. That's on them. That's a statement as to who they are and how they feel about you. You can't make anybody else feel feel anything else we have had this conversation how many times you can't chase people and you can't convince them of how awesome you are you just have to be awesome and that person has to come you to have you to know and enjoy you that awesomeness. are awesome yes yes but you have to see it in your own awesomeness yes you have to see it in your own power mm-hmm. know who you are and what you are yeah be vulnerable and just be yourself and the people that are supposed to be drawn to you will be drawn to you yep pretty much that so compersion is a thing years to figure it out yeah, I almost had to die. So, like, whatevs. Whatever it takes. Yeah, you'll get there. <clears throat> but it's a feeling. It's something that shifts. It's your own self-worth. And I know some people will be upset ab- about that. But then jealousy also comes down to that feeling of possession. Yeah. And look at look at a card in the anniversary monogamy section 
of any grocery store, wherever you want to be, Hallmark Nation, whatever, most of them have possessive language. Yes. Things like your mind. Do you know how hard it is to find beautiful cards that express love? Like actual love. Without having something that talks about like your heart belonging to somebody else mm-hmm. or them being a possession of yours. You know, it's, it's well, it's been a while since I've bought a love card because I've been buy yourself a damn years. card queen. I mean, I go to paper source and I get cute shit, but write yourself a card. I will find somebody that will give me a card. I'm manifesting some shit right now. Oh, so, well, you that's know. bullshit. I also my emperor's on his way. Write your damn self a card. You know I'm over this whole. You don't need somebody. You need yourself right now. I have myself, and I've yeah, been so writing myself for four card. years. Sweet. I do send lots of cards. Like there's one going out to my soulmate in Florida. Mm-hmm. Love you, boo. Because she's probably listening. Actually, she want she wants to. She said to send it to her. Okay. Well, you know her. Yes, so I know. She'll I'm just, listen to saying, it. Like. We'll have it up on social media. She is also polyamorous. Mm -hmm. She was previously in a triad. That's a relationship where all three are in an equal, but technically they invited in a unicorn. They -hmm. just made it equal standing instead of our relationship supersedes whatever. And so they're in a triad. Explain what you're in. I'm in a V. A V. My partners do not partner. Whereas in a triad, everyone's partnered with each other. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Some more terminology for you folks. Mm-hmm. And that can be. And then, so then, do you have two <coughs> V's? Are you in a W? Um, I'm actually a spider web. Because you have social interaction with your husband's girlfriend, mm-hmm. and your husband has social interaction with your boyfriend. And boyfriend and girlfriend have social interactions, but no sexual interactions. So, yep. yeah, that's one misconception. I think we talked about in the other episode that this is not about orgies and group sex. <coughs> well, for some people, it some is. people it is not for me, not for you. I don't have any more sex than I used to. My sexual appetite has not changed. Uh, my sexual preferences have modified and I have very different different sexual experiences with my husband than I do with my boyfriend Mm -hmm. and I know my husband's girlfriend identifies as bi pan I'd have to ask her specifically Mm -hmm. um but he my husband is very hetero and is very happy with two women and that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't know his sexual appetite because we don't discuss those things. That's so not something he's super comfortable. His bedroom door is closed. It is closed. Mm-hmm. I'm welcome in. Mm-hmm. And um, something that would bother me for a long time was that lack of discussion around it. And I just had to accept that we are on different levels with that. And I can ask him specific questions But then there are other questions. He's like, well, that's not your business. And if it's not about my own health Mm -hmm. or our safety, it's Mm -hmm. not my business. Right. It can be my preference to know, but 
it's not my business. Is it wanting to know from the sort of like curious perspective or a voyeuristic perspective or? I want to know everything all the time. Always. I think that life is the most beautiful story. I've always been an avid reader. I'm as a sapiosexual, I'm more interested in the brain than anything else. I don't have to have physical contact to be stimulated. So to have, oh, to have a lack of that connection left me desperately wanting. And that overflowed into other parts of our relationship that made me start to project or get angry about dumb things because I didn't feel like we had that connection. Mm -hmm. Now my boyfriend, oh my God, we will have sex. And then immediately afterwards, like literally sex, potty break, snug time, we will play by play, go through it and have a discussion about, did this work for you? This is what I was trying to do. This is what this, oh, this happened. It was great. Oh, what about this? And oh, I really like this new toy or whatever. Seriously, it's pretty much like a fucking like play by play. tape. <laughs> You're watching game tape. I don't know, but it's <laughs> delightful because that's how that relationship is. But you would never do that with the mister. Oh, it'd be so weird. Ooh. I can't even imagine how that conversation would go. <laughs> um, I, I don't I don't see it happening. That does not exist in that. like, no. That does not exist in that relationship. It just. They're different. Mm-hmm. You get your buckets filled differently. Did I'm you, purple ever, and read? one is red and one is blue. Did you ever read Esther Perel's Meeting in Captivity? No. Okay. I'm shocked that I didn't ask you to read that. But Girl, my read list is super long. And if it's not fiction, it gets pushed to the bottom. I saw something funny the other day that said, I just realized that buying books and reading books are two different hobbies. <laughs> I was like, I've never felt more seen. Oh. But I actually did read Meeting in Captivity um, beginning to end when I first got started with this. And that's something that Esther Perel talks about is romantic love has made it to where we think that one person has to fill all these aspects for us that the village used to fill. Mm -hmm. The the friendship, the camaraderie, the trusting, you know, like companion, the the hunter, the gatherer, all the things... Why do you think romanticism convinces we need to get from one person so bad? Because they're carrying such heavy burdens. Everyone is carrying the whole weight of the whole world on their shoulders, and no one's asking for help from their community. If you start getting into energetic stuff, that's your heart chakra. That's supposed to be where you're effing reaching out to be a part of the world around you. You said suck a bag of dicks earlier. You can say fucking. Well, it's not that I'm not not saying it. I didn't even notice. You just said effing. It's okay. Well, effing is totally different. It starts with the letter E. <laughs> I love you. I'm trying to give you permission. Oh, well, would you like me to not, would you like me to say fucking? Effing just seems weird. Hmm. Didn't think about it. <clears throat> now I'm thinking about it. Uh, what is your next question? What's the hardest part about ethical non-monogamy in your opinion? 
scheduling the fucking calendar man. keep google calendar alive um or updated everybody's gonna say calendar i also work for myself mm-hmm. so yeah you're an entrepreneur so i am scheduling people all the time i would not actually say calendaring because calendaring my partners is a lot easier than my clients because I can tell them, no, I don't want that. And they are like, oh, well, I'm supposed to actually pay attention to what you want. So I guess I'll listen. They don't always. Caveat, every worst attribute about yourself will come out in your face. So is that the hardest part then? Honesty. Ah. Because you have to be honest to yourself enough to be able to be honest to other people, especially when you fuck up. Because then you have to go over it from different viewpoints. And that is really hard because it's a lot easier to just placate. And when you get down to it, you're like, okay, no, obviously this isn't working because we're having this communication breakdown. Okay, well, let's bring it back to this. Do you not think that this is, no, this is actually how I feel. I have had a drastic change of personality since my scooter accident. I. I'd agree with that. Yes, I did hit my head. I don't know what the fuck happened, but I honestly have changed how my heart feels. And I used to be full and full and full and full and full and full of hate. And I just don't want to carry that around anymore. It's other people's hate. I don't fucking want it. So I gave it back. I let it go. Let all of that go. So for me, that's heavy. Oh, it's horrible. So for me, being honest to who I actually am so that I can represent myself. I had to have a conversation with my husband that went along the lines of, Stop treating me like I'm the person I was. Please call me by this different name. Mm-hmm. He laughed in my face. And then I had to explain to him again months and months later, hey, I'm not interested in being in a relationship with you as who I am now because you treat me as who I used to be. So you can either be in a relationship with me how I am or we need to start pursuing other things. And... That was completely separate from the relationship storyline of my boyfriend. He knew some of these things were happening afterwards. And he was very supportive to say, if you need anything, let me know. But he doesn't really want the details. He doesn't want to do anything but make sure I'm fed. His role is not to participate in that relationship or to, you Mm -mm. know, if you wanted something from him, you'd ask. But yeah, his role is not to fix anything for you. No. And if he oversteps his boundaries and chooses to relay an opinion of of his about my husband that is negative I will kick his fucking ass because they both deserve that respect neither of them are perfect I'm not perfect nobody is so doesn't exist I would say just like I mentioned dating yourself Mm -hmm. that being honest to yourself the whole thing is about me Monogamy is all about the other person. Mm-hmm. Interesting take. I like Could that. be argued. I like it. We started to talk a little bit about how you actually meet people that are like mine. You talked about the digital ways, but I mean, there's, mm. I don't know, there's, there's some other options out there, um, like meetups, things like that. But have you done anything besides the online? Kansas City has a polyamory family meetup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook has a polyamory in Kansas City group. 
uh, Fet Life, you can find the munches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why not Wednesdays at Rhythm and Booze on um, the Boulevard? I've not attended any of those because that's not what my heart feels called to. Mm-hmm. I and some people aren't into that at all. Yeah, I've I've made that suggestion to people, and they're like, "Well, I'm a little bit more private," so I, I make other suggestions. So. Basically, just oh, want yeah. to have this conversation so I can get it out to the masses. Oh, heck yeah. I like to represent both sides because I definitely think some people need to meet in person mm-hmm. because I want to know your brain first. I don't want to meet your body first. I don't want preconceived notions of what the world throws in my at my eyes for advertising or whatever mm-hmm. or I really am attracted to certain colors. If you wear the right color, oh my God, I'm just going to be a fucking fly to your t-shirt. Like (laughs) I am an empath. And so if I get too close to some auras, I'll get sucked in. And when you start to get around very strong and overwhelming individuals, it can be too much. And then I end up not being myself. So I like the internet. Mm -hmm. But... That is also somewhere that you need to take your own safety into consideration because there are unfortunately some people that read polyamory as easy or they read as cheating, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. I will not be in a relationship with someone whose partner is not aware of who the fuck I am. Mm -hmm. And I guess I just found out that the relationship that my husband and I maintain with all of our partners is called kitchen table polyamory. Okay. I know because I know we can all sit down at a kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Me. I mean, we all went to a freaking, we all went to go see the Avid brothers <clears throat> sitting in a line. It was my boyfriend, me, my husband, his girlfriend, her husband, his platonic partner and her husband. And they all have cuddle puddles mm-hmm. and oh, most amazing thing ever. They were able to conceive following a cuddle puddle. Like they were able to actually accept themselves enough to finish this like long, almost decade long saga of self-deprecation and hatred because they couldn't. And then they went home from that evening. Their oxytocin was flowing and they're having a baby. And like my husband's girlfriend has a toddler and that toddler knows my husband. We went over there and had dinner last week with, bo- I had three of my partners at dinner plus my metamor and then her kid. It was freaking awesome. We had nachos. And when we left. I've been quiet because I'm just trying to follow. <laughs> you want me to go give you the rundown nope, of dinner good. again? Keep going. Just keep going. Don't stop now. Well, it was, I went over to my metamor's house. Uh-huh. Her husband was traveling for work. So she was doing the single mom life with the two-year-old. And she wanted to hang out because we're all going to go to Huluween together. So she wanted to meet our friend from Florida, who Mm -hmm. is my non-sexual partner. Yeah. I can't go a day without talking to her brain. And other people are like, oh, well, that's just your best friend. I'm like, "Mm." there are things that I would do for her. I wouldn't do for other people. There are things that she can say to me I hear in a different voice. And I 
think I can get into her dreams sometimes. <laughs> I'm a crazy person, but you already knew that. So my boyfriend also came mm-hmm. and then her from Florida. Mm-hmm. And when we left from dinner, the little kid goes up to the window and is like waving bye to my boyfriend and being like, come back. I need to have it. I need to talk to you. When are you going to come back again? I'm like, there are some people that start to have that conversation of, oh, is polyamory going to ruin the life of a child? Fast answer is no. Oh, my God. Yeah. A child receiving extra a love and happy people. Love, yeah. How is that any different than having aunts, uncles, cousins around? Oh, no. How or is just that? having friends. Like, I'm around my, my friends' kids. Like, I'm Aunt Kiki. I'm just a friend. Oh, yeah. But. Um, if you have a family that goes through a divorce and both of those parents remarry, you have four parenting individuals. Mm-hmm. But How's be- that going to fuck a kid up any less than having between four Between two of those individuals, you have a questionable relationship. Mm-hmm. I think it's great when people can co-parent, but mm-hmm. let's but honestly, honestly say that's a questionable relationship, let alone... Those other two step parents mm-hmm. having any sort of relationship or positive relationship. That'd be magical. We're all hopeful, but that's magical. So why wouldn't I want everybody to be happy? Right. Also, go get checked for STIs. If you're going to do any fluid bonding with partners, Correct. it's a big deal. Yes. And that that's something that's an important part of the conversation, absolutely, is mm-hmm. sexual health, like... You know, we're kind of having that here at the end, but a lot of that's assumed, you know, from from your, you and I's conversation. But let's throw it out there for the audience that, yes, if you're going to fluid bond with a partner, mm-hmm. which is not use barrier protection. Also, that includes your mouth. Yes. People. <sighs> I have some dental dams in my purse. Well, I just find it unfortunate that there are humans out there that don't believe they need to disclose any oral STIs. Because they don't consider a female partner as a female needing the same STI rundown. Just challenging. So, you know, PSA. I wrote a blog about disclosing STIs. So if y'all need some help and support with how to have that conversation. Use your brain. But yes, yes, be, be open. But also get tested regularly. All partners are partners. You know, I actually have a problem with the CDC's recommendation for testing, especially for women, because they say that, technically speaking, they think that you and I should only get tested once a year. But we could be having sexual interaction with men who are, by CDC standards, supposed to be tested more often because they are having interactions with men or you don't know it's just the whole thing of like you don't know who's sleeping with who and so many people are bisexual these days or pansexual and it's just a smart thing to do that when you're taking on a new partner or don't you get wash tested. their hands i mean <laughs> like, what people are just gross <laughs> people humans are gross okay humans don't know things about themselves i work with human bodies all the time you must be responsible for knowing the own, your own information about your body. That's disgusting that they would not let. Ugh. Everyone should go get tested all the time. Just have a party. I've had to. They have. De- I've had to. They send de- to your house I've, now. What I'm saying is I've had to demand testing when I've gone in before because I'm like, I've had 
a new partner like oh. yeah but it hasn't been a whole year i'm like i don't care that it hasn't been a whole year i'm about to be monogamous with this partner for a while so i need to get tested like well it's only been four months I'm like uh-huh and if i'm paying for it just fucking test me yeah are they saying insurance won't cover it no i'm going from casey care clinic man oh well yeah i would just do i would be like no do it yeah just do it i have i have mediocre insurance i have like yeah. insurance that is there in case i like really fuck myself up in a car accident or something well, you legally or have to have insurance. it's a non-compliant <sighs> plan and it uh, just is a basic well, anyway. it gets me by Go it get gets tested. me by um instagram will sell you a kit that you can have sent to your house yes i've seen that that's been popping up on my feed lately i've looked at the pricing though it's a little costly well, then just wait another month and somebody else will make a cheaper version. Just go to, okay, if you're a male, here's the thing. Oh, from what I understand, if you are a male and you want to go in quarterly at a clinic, they'll test you. But a woman, you got to fight for it. So just, you got to go fight and demand it. So For your right to get tested. To get tested. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's your responsibility, but also you can't just. You, you don't just accidentally end up in an interaction. So always ask mm-hmm. for consent. Always represent yourself honestly. And it doesn't matter. You can say no at any point. And that's to the relationship or any interaction. Yes. It doesn't you matter. Stop. You can stop at any point. Consent can be revoked at any point. Yep. Like if I decided tonight I didn't want to be in one of my primary seven relationships, I could call that person and, and they would have to respect that. That's the best part is I'm in a relationship with me. Pull your card, girl. So we got some we got an angel deck here. Wait, is this no, this is the healing Healing with the Angels by Doreen Virtue. Oracle cards. I do energy channeling. And I'm shuffling currently. Love to sit and channel love and pull these cards. My cut. I just shuffle until one jumps out. I don't know what you're trying to do. Oh, I want this one. Meditation. I also pulled this card earlier today. So obviously. <laughs> because it is your card for the day. Ugh. Is your card for the day. Well, then here, I'll just do what I normally. Oh, there we go. One flipped. Yep. Study. Oh, Jesus. Good. Because, yes, I've got until the end of September to finish my classes. Girl. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I was working on stuff today. You are engaged in learning and study right now. Mm-hmm. Your angels guide you to take time to read, listen, and grow. Mm-hmm. What's mine? Meditation. Meditation is very important for you right now. Enjoy practicing it often. I had a very hard time meditating in. I meditated today with morning. Headspace for the first time in like two months. I just needed, I just couldn't get focused today. So mm-hmm. I put on my Headspace app and I did it for 10 minutes and then I got to Meditation work. will save your life. Yep. The amount of clients, stress is killing people, man. Mm-hmm. I don't care well, what we're, we're you both do empaths. We take, take that care energy of yourself, on too. Whether it is sex, whether, because that's, that's fucking self care too. Trust me, I had some last night. It was great self-care. Oh, I just got a new vibrator. Boom! What'd you get? Um, It's a little bit fucking controversial right now. Is it called Tracy's Dog? Did you no. get Tracy's Dog? Okay, because that what fucking toy name is... 
Like D-O-G? Apparently, yes. Cool, cool. Apparently it's an amazing sex toy, but I don't want it for its name. It's simply. Okay. So what did you get? Um, I got the NB by Wildflower Sex. Okay. And, and to get to an external stimulation. External stimulation. Mm-hmm. Genderless. Mm-hmm. Very flexible. I was able to use it. Oh, that's it. the one you showed me. Yeah. It looks like a stingray, man. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. It has some great speed settings. I uh, personally play with a lot of sensation um, to get myself into the right headspace. So it had By some By sensation, good, you mean? Um, just varying levels of touch. Okay. That can be a lot of things. That right. It could, be, it could be like things. nails. It could be a soft touch. It could be... Rope. Heat or cold. Okay, rope could be um, warm Smacking. or cool. Okay, that's a little bit of more impact. But yeah, I sensation mean, yeah, yeah. though. It is a sensation. Yeah. I mean, we're not punching. I mean, I'll be real. I really enjoyed my LED. I'm sorry, my fiber optic whip that you gave me, and then the sensation of it with mm-hmm. around on my skin was pretty amazing. Yeah. A uh, knife. Little, the little uh, safety first. Stinging sensations. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's. A lot of magic because your skin is your biggest organ. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now I'm just getting. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> this. Sorry, Sapio just uh, now I'm thinking about other things. That's OK. So I'm it, to send you home to... it can go in a pair of panties. It mm-hmm. can be it like the little wings kind of squeeze around so you can get a little like around your vulva. Uh, no, like a little dick rub. Oh, okay. And like then the penis like mutual be masturbation. It basically has thing. like two wings or two um, things that kind of hang down, right? That the penis mm, goes in like between? A, no. It looks no. like a stingray. Thinking of a different one then. It looks like a stingray. And then it has like a more knobby thing at the bottom. So it looks like it would just slide in the front of your undies. Uh-huh. Or if you have a harness. Uh-huh. And you can change the direction so it's facing you or him one side has little ribs kind of but then like the wing sides you can bend up so if you wanted you could get a little grabby action oh i get what you're saying but you don't have to Mm -hmm. but even if it's facing inward doesn't he still feel it if he's on top of you like penetrating like doesn't it just vibrate all around oh we had a lot of fun with lots of different directions okay got it cool and it has some patterns Mm-hmm. Oh, you can, if you're it's having a personal magic sesh, wand the pattern. you can, oh, rechargeable, no Yay. cords. Um, yeah. You can have a little hump sesh. I know you were talking about kind of finding, coming to your own with the hump sesh lately. Okay, so for the listeners, I have traditionally been someone who just laid back and masturbated. And then I was watching Dear White People, and in one of her fantasies, she's like, you know, it goes through a fantasy session and then her roommate walks in on her, like, humping her bed. Black and, like, Swan. Yeah, the, well, there was that one, too. Yeah, I think, actually, okay, that one was the first one where I was like, oh, girls turn over and do it that way. But um, I love being on top. I mean, I love being on top on, on a dude, yeah, and and girl once, yeah. Just in life. I just like yeah, being in on life, top. Yeah, I, I do like being on top, too. Anyway, but point is, I... Finally figure out the position for the magic wand and, and something that is other than just laying there and taking it. It's been a lot of fun. Good. I love expanding my horizons. I'm really happy that they are making toys that are easy to fucking hold on to because 
my hands cramp up. I'm like those fucking ladies in that TV show. Grace and Frankie. Yes. I can't goddamn hold on to my vibrator. (sighs) I don't want penetrative anything. Mm -hmm. So then you get down into like bullet nation. Oh my God. I can't fucking. They have like the little finger grips. And they have terrible battery life. (sighs) Terrible battery life. You should charge it every night. Uh. Okay, the first one that I bought was shaped like lipstick, and it took those little round like watch batteries. It took four of them. I didn't realize that when I bought it. I, don't, I just wasn't paying That's attention. Dumb. I know this. I wasn't paying attention. I was in a hurry. I was. No leaving. one is in that much of a I hurry. I was leaving for L.A. and I just wanted a vibrator in my suitcase. What can I say? Buy one in L.A. I didn't know what kind of time I was going to have on my hands. I made it to a BDSM bar. I didn't make it to good vibrations. I'm sorry. I went to Bar Sinister instead. I was actually make so a joke so, about so time they, on they your did hands. do <sighs> they did do a tour of good vibrations for my classmates, but I think I I oh I had commitments to go to a comedy show. Instead. Lame. Okay, it was a lot of fun. I don't like comedy. And I went with a friend. I like comedy. I you know. Okay. The, the highlight of my night was meeting the girl from Glow that plays Melrose. Mm. Did also meet Dane Cook. That was not the highlight of my night. Mm. Then getting somebody who lived in L.A. for 10 years into Bar Sinister on the list. And he's like, I've lived here for fucking 10 years and never got on the list here. How have you been here for 24 hours and you got on the list? I was like. It's your titties. No, it wasn't my titties. It was that I met a really good dominatrix who caught us on the list. I liked your titties. I mean. Just trying to give you something to brag about. You're just looking at him because I'm not wearing a bra right now. I never wear these. You're one of the few people in the world who has seen these in pasties. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wear pasties more. I'll go to Bonnaroo and I'll do it again. Okay. <gasps> Next year. Next year. My decade. I know. Also, We're do you have a magical tri- polyamory um, little do-do-do-do? I got to walk down the street holding... Like, I have two hands. Do you know how many hands I like to hold? Two. two. I'm also no kid nation. Mm-hmm. So I got to hold two not sticky hands. <laughs> <laughs> not sticky hands. That's, that's goals. It's goals right there. But that's like only a tiny, tiny piece, pie, pie piece of the polyamory pie. Jesus fuck. Say that ten times fast. So, yeah, come up with some more questions. I'll bring one of the boys or girls. Hmm. I actually do kind of want to interview your metamore since she has a really interesting career. She's also a lady boss. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like lady bosses just like you, just like me. Oh, my boss has been such a bitch lately. <laughs> well, you can do something about that. I know. I'm going to go put her to bed. Yeah. About that time. Well, I certainly appreciate you being on the show and sharing your perspective about ethical non-monogamy. Mm. Not getting on to me for my radio voice. I love you. I love you too, dear. You're my warrior sister. We've been, I call you my road dog. Road dog. Okay. You're a pug. <gasps> yeah. That's me. I know. <laughs> Cinnamon tail butt. <laughs> uh, I wish my asshole was half as cute as a pug's, but it's not, unfortunately. I do. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't know. I mean, it's not like it stopped anybody from getting in there, but I'll just. 
that's my personal thing. That's another great thing about polyamory is I'm not interested. So go elsewhere. <laughs> that's a great thing. It doesn't matter. Like, PSA, things, I'm open to it. Well, there are things that my partner can't fulfill for me or I don't want to fulfill for my partner. Mm-hmm. No one's uncomfortable. It's great. Boundaries. Boundaries. It's like, cool. You can totally go have that thing. You're just not going to have it with me. Go enjoy it with somebody else. Yeah. No shame. No judgment. Have fun. Tell me about it. Tell me all about it. Let your freak flag fly and somebody will want to let you post it up on their porch. Or you'll just make someone else feel better about themselves. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. Normalize weird. Yeah. Okay. Love you. Love you too. Deuces. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast. You can find me on pretty much any social media platform, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. But visit my website if you're wanting more information about my coaching services. You can even sign up for my email newsletter. I've got one that's not so safe for work called The Dirty Bird. A lot more adult content on that one. You can support this podcast through listener support on Anchor FM. Or you can go to patreon.com and become one of my patrons. Just look for Open the Doors KC. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Thanks for listening.